The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle. I'm really looking forward to another great conversation with an innovator who leads a unique investment firm and is also a thought leader on telemedicine. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Jonathan Doctor, CEO of DeNovo Health Partners. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for making the time today. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure. I've been in the healthcare services and IT space for close to 30 years, having worked for large organizations on the payer side and provider side and the technology side, and shortly thereafter decided to pursue more entrepreneurial pursuits, formed a number of businesses in the practice management space, started a healthcare IT company that uh, developed electronic health records, handheld charge capture solutions, handheld devices sold that company, parlayed that into another venture, acquiring other medical billing companies, built some technology, and then spent a good number of years managing medical practices in the oncology space. Beyond that, I was involved with sleep services companies, and then most recently in the digital health and telemedicine space as healthcare has evolved so much, made it harder for physicians and healthcare providers to continue to practice in the community because of the reimbursement issues, look to other forms of revenue streams. Telemedicine being one viable source helps reach greater patient population and uh, is also, I think, an important trend towards shifting the side of care from the office environment to the home environment, which we're seeing more and more of today. Absolutely. Could you also take a minute or so and give a 10,000-foot overview of DeNovo Health Partners? Sure. DeNovo is a combination of a healthcare consulting company and a private equity investment firm. We focus almost exclusively in healthcare services and IT space. Our model is that we look for business models that we believe are compelling and sustainable and scalable. Our prerequisite is that one of our partners spend a good deal of time in a leadership role at that company, really understanding not only the business model, but the dynamics of how principles work together and how the organization is positioned for success. If that business model meets sort of a criteria that we set forth, we have the ability to work with some of our capital partners and take an equity position in that enterprise. Outstanding. You've learned then a lot about what's going on with healthcare and telemedicine. First question I'll ask you, how have healthcare costs and quality been impacted by the Affordable Care Act? Well, I think there's two issues. The first one is that the desire to bring healthcare costs down from a policy level has changed the landscape of the provider community. The amount of consolidation going on, hospital systems becoming payers and providers, 
buying up practices to try to capture as much of the patient lives as they can, recognizing that the reimbursement models are such that their per-encounter income is going to be decreasing, that consolidation is happening fast and furious right now. So the community-based practices, both the primary care and specialty arena is shrinking. I recently saw one statistic that 50% of independent cardiologists are no longer in private practice. They either left the profession entirely or they're being employed by a hospital or healthcare delivery system. So the neighborhood physician, the the relationship-focused physicians are really becoming more of a a, a rare commodity. And ultimately, my belief is that while you can push the reimbursement down, you will decrease access and ultimately hurt quality because while it's important to have physicians that are highly credentialed and expert board certified in their different respective fields, a big part of healthcare is building a relationship with your patients. And if you don't have time to do that because the physicians are forced to see 50, 60 patients a day, then unfortunately the patient will get the short end of the stick on that front. And we're seeing that today. So ultimately, I believe that the Affordable Care Act and all the elements of it going to have a negative impact on practice of medicine and patient outcomes. Thank you for that very much. Where does digital health and telemedicine fit into this changing healthcare delivery environment? Well, one of the things that I see quite a bit out there, you know, physician community are looking for ways to diversify their revenue streams, maximize their ability to reach a far greater number of patients. It really is a counter attack against the changing reimbursement landscape. You have that happening, and you also have the fact that technology itself is evolving rapidly to the point where it is feasible to provide certainly at least consults to patients remotely, given the fact that we have a much better bandwidth, much better digital capabilities using your smartphone, using your your tablet, using your desktop, having real-time interaction with, with physicians remotely, physicians and patients is very feasible. And now, with not only the telemedicine digital health era, you have wearable diagnostic tools that are Bluetooth-enabled that interface with telemedicine platforms that allow for not just a a face-to-face consult based on paper data that either the patient provides the doctor or is obtainable through the laboratory or whatever, but wearable devices that track patients' vital signs, their heart rhythms, blood oxygen levels, even to the point where they have now retinal cameras that can take pictures of the retina that's transferred easily through a portal. So this affords the ability for a physician to take care of some aspects of a patient's care remotely from their home, from their office, from wherever they're staying, vacation, and is really a step forward not only to help physicians reach far greater number of patients, but also provide another service that they can charge for. And right now, telemedicine is is limited in its reimbursement, but it does afford the opportunity of a cash-based reimbursement process. Perfect. How is digital health telemedicine different from the EHR systems that have been mandated? I get asked that question quite a bit. EHR systems, in its purest form, really affords the same opportunities as a telemedicine platform. The really the, the biggest difference is the fact that you have digital video interface capabilities embedded in these tools that allow for uh, a patient sitting at home or wherever to basically communicate with their physician real time via video capability. So EHR solutions really are focused on capturing 
the office visit in terms of a progress note from a documentation standpoint and a billing standpoint. That's sort of their functionality orientation, whereas the telemedicine platforms are more focused on the connectivity between the patient and the physician remotely. I sort of use the term Skype on steroids, which is really essentially what these telemedicine platforms are all about. You mentioned in your last answer about reimbursement. How are telemedicine services being reimbursed? Well, there are a few states and some payers that do reimburse for telemedicine on the commercial side. Medicare is currently offering a demonstration project for telemedicine reimbursement, but it's not being paid for sort of across the board. And so it remains to be seen whether they will decide to reimburse for those services. Got it. It seems like telemedicine is getting hotter, but what are we really seeing? Are patients willing to pay for telemedicine services? Well, I think where you're seeing the traction in the telemedicine space is when you have employers that offer the telemedicine service as a byproduct or whatever uh, health insurance benefit program that's being offered. And you see some of the large employers offering employees the opportunity to do a telemedicine consult, maybe $25 per consult. I mean, it varies across the board, but that's where you're seeing some of the traction, but it is a benefit being offered by the employer. So the out-of-pocket component of it has not really been tested yet, and I think we'll see how that plays out. I think as patients realize that their deductibles are getting higher and higher to the point where they're paying quite a bit of money out-of-pocket anyway, that the cost of a telemedicine consult at 50 75 100 bucks with a dot is a value deal, and I think over time we're going to see a, a real, um, get you know, some real traction in that regard. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I had the occasion to visit the ER not too long ago, and my copay was three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was a wasted visit. I needed to see an orthopedic surgeon. I ended up paying twelve hundred bucks for that wasted visit. I much would have rather paid sixty nine ninety five for that wasted visit. So I think as the population gets more educated about the availability of these services and more physicians sign on for it, you know, it should take hold. Absolutely. What's next for telemedicine? What do you see happening in the next one to three years? Well, I think, number one, you'll, you'll see a greater adoption of the use of the service. I do think eventually there will be reimbursement for it. And I think that the technology will get more sophisticated, that there'll be a greater use of wearable and non-wearable Bluetooth-enabled diagnostic devices that patients will have in their homes, particularly for some of the specialty areas where patients are known to have things like hypertension or, or diabetes, and patients will have access to those tools so that the physician can do more intensive consults and visits remotely. I also see that the technology will be more pervasive in what I would call emerging markets and internationally where the healthcare resources are minimal if non-existent and the technology will afford the opportunity to bring thought leaders and experts in these different fields to countries where that expertise doesn't exist. As a head of an investment firm, what types of companies do you think are going to be the hottest over this next period of time, one to three years? I think it's going to be companies that have end-to-end solutions. When I say end-to-end, I mean they have access to patients, that patients have access to devices, devices that are connected to platforms that get to 
the thought leaders. So I don't think that the companies that are solely focused on telemedicine software providers, you know, may have traction in the short term, but the long term winners will be ones where the whole package is available. So you know if you're an oncology patient that you want to get a second opinion, you're going to be speaking to the expert in whatever cancer arena you unfortunately may be diagnosed with, prostate, lung, whatever. Awesome. Jonathan, thank you so much for all this great information. As we wind down here, before I let you go, where can people go to learn more about your great work with DeNovo Health Partners? Jonathan at DeNovoHealthPartners.com. Perfect. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for the great information. I sure appreciate it. Not at all. Thanks so much. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Jonathan Doctor, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.